It is the Air It Out podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes, insidethehashes.com. Make sure you are checking us out for all your college football, your professional football. Pretty sure we've got uh, electronic football on there. We've got a Madden tournament coming up, so go ahead and check that out. I was joking about the electronic football, but we literally do have electronic football covered at insidethehashes.com. Go ahead and check us out. What's up? It is Kevin Crockett along with Christopher Thomas, Avery Collins, and Tyler Brando for the Air It Out podcast. Taking a look at what is going on with the NFL landscape and there's a lot going on already. Some teams separate themselves from the pack. Some teams looking like they're in the middle of the pack. And some teams look like they got lost a long, long time ago. But Thursday night football getting ready to kick off this week with two teams that very easily could make themselves either be the front of the pack in their division or practically non-existent in their division as the Eagles head up 95 to take on the New York Giants. And I'm going to go ahead and start out right now. The, the NFC, every team. Two wins, except for the Giants, who sit at one and four. So that division's wide open. Chris, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, though. Eagles, Giants, is the loser? Is their season over? I say there's. I say the Giants' season will be more over than Philadelphia because the Eagles are still battling on some serious injuries. Timmy Jernigan's still out. Um, Jason Peters is still in and out again. Haloti Nada didn't practice today. So yeah, um, the injuries to JHI, who's now off for the season. Now they're shopping around to see if they can get a running back. But they still have they still have Carson Wentz, they still have a good enough defense, and they still have a strong enough coaching staff in order to ride that ship and turn it around. The Giants, however, if they lose, I'm gonna have to say their season's over. Their offensive line has been absolutely terrible. Eli Manning is with the exception of a few throws last week, he's scared to throw the ball down the field and you can obviously see the frustration in, from Odell. And their defense also leaves a lot to be desired as well. So I say the Giants season will be a lot more over. And then I think it'll be the time to maybe just evaluate any other backup quarterbacks that the Giants have and move on from Eli Manning. Just quickly before I go to Avery for his thoughts on this. The Eagles are sitting here, and I know for me as a, as a football fan, I've been refreshing Twitter to try to see whatever could possibly be going on. They're shopping running backs and stuff like that. Is there any less exciting of a headline than the Giants trying to trade Eric Flowers? <laughs> trying to trade former first-round pick Eric Flowers, trying to get a trade partner – Who's oh, trading for man. him? <laughs> like, if we don't trade him by 4 o'clock, we're just going to release right. him. Yeah, and everybody's like, all right, cool, dog. Right. Let him go. Right. Avery, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll, we'll just wait, you know, until <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yeah. we oh, won't wait, give you anything. But I have a bunch of picks for him. No. <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. No. no not even a conditional pick? No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I got no, a condition. Good. Hopefully he's not a turnstile when he gets here. That's my condition. <laughs> Avery, no, seriously. Um, no, I, I agree with Chris. Um, I think that the Giants are in a in a much worse predicament um, simply based off their record and the fact that their offensive line is abysmal. Um, you've got two of what I believe to be, you know, once-in-a-generation uh, athletes in Odell and Saquon, and they, I mean, this season can possibly be wasted for both of them just because they're <laughs> the offensive line is terrible. Eli hasn't been playing uh, great. It's just it's a, it's a really bad situation. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, to, to, to Chris's points, I still feel like he just – he hasn't gotten into the flow. He hasn't gotten into a, into a rhythm yet. And I, th- I feel like once he does that, um, it'll bode well for Philly. So I, I, I give a little bit more – and their defense is still um, still playing very well. So I, I think I, I give uh, Philly more uh, of a chance to bounce back if they, if they were, if they were to, to lose this game. But – I, I don't see it happening. You know, it's funny. You mentioned uh, Carson Wentz trying to get into a rhythm, and I think one of the best things the Eagles did last year, now granted, they played a, a weak AFC West. They, they played a weak NFC West uh, as part of their schedule last year, and, and 
I guess you could even say weak NFC East as part of their schedule last year. But the one thing they were able to do really well last year is jump up quick. They'd come out on that opening drive and they'd score. And not only that, but that tempo, I think kind of where you were going maybe with Carson Wentz and his rhythm is that tempo. Mm -hmm. Uh, You saw it with Nick Foles, how they kind of got off the ground in that opening week against the Falcons was tempo. They kind of got up to the line. They got moving quickly. How you saw them get a little bit of a jump on Minnesota this week, that two-point conversion. You gave them an odd look coming out of the huddle. You got up to the ball quick. You If you look at the play, they really didn't block it yeah. particularly mm-hmm. well. They just got to the ball quicker than Minnesota could figure out what was going on and were able to get the edge and Smallwood dives in and gets that two-point conversion. So I think tempo is definitely a thing that the Eagles are going to have to pay attention to moving forward. And I think you're right. You know, Odell's obviously had a lot of things to say. I think I think anywhere you look on that Giants offense in particular, somebody's upset with something from somebody somewhere. But the reason why you draft Saquon Barkley number two is for him to be, at least for right now, while you're still trying to figure things out, the focal point of the offense. Is he not? Is, is he not supposed to be? Yeah, no, I agree. 110%. I mean, you second overall, I mean, you, like I said, to me, he's a once in a generation athlete. I, I think you would, you would want to, you know, you know, I, I feel like, so we see what the what the talent is with Antonio Brown, uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, right? But Le'Veon Bell is the focal point of that offense, though. You know, and, it, and Antonio Brown can still eat. I think that's I think the, the 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 Giants can learn something from Pittsburgh in that sense, where we we we're gonna feed Saquon, but Odell's still gonna eat. You know what? I think that's a really interesting point because we had talked about early on in the season when Le'Veon said he was going to sit out that he's got 700 touches over the last two years. And Antonio Brown has still, to your point, eaten up, still getting his triple digits and catches. Chris, go ahead. Oh, I really just had nothing to add. I was just going to say I agree with Avery. But that being said, they probably should have just maybe, I don't know, trade back and actually get a quarterback instead of getting Shaquan Barkley. Well, that's going to be the, I mean, Sam Darnold. You know, it's funny. Sam Darnold took a lot of credit last week. You throw three touchdowns. I mean, kudos All to of you. them were bombs, but. Right, but his numbers otherwise, yeah. again, it's, it's really easy to say, oh, we'll take these three long touchdowns off the board, and he looks very mediocre. But the reality is he put three long touchdowns on the board and was successful. And, of course, the Jets, part of that AFC East, that, always seems to find themselves looking up at New England as they take on the Kansas City Chiefs this week and what is undoubtedly going to be the game of the week for the NFL. Uh, so is this the changing of the guard? Can Kansas City set the tone this week? Uh, Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Kansas City. Chris, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Can Kansas City go in there and get it done? As much as I'm absolutely enamored with Patrick Mahomes, it's really – a tough task to ask essentially a rookie quarterback because Patrick Mahomes would be making the seventh start. This is basically his rookie year. He only started one game last year. To go up to Foxborough and beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at Gillette Stadium, I don't think this is going to be the time now for them to make the upset. Their defense is still probably one of the worst in the league. Don't let last week fool you. They took down a very mediocre Jaguars offense without Leonard Fournette, their catalyst. I don't think the time is now, but all signs are pointing up, and Chiefs fans should be really happy that they got a franchise quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I want to agree. I want to say that them going to Foxborough and playing against you know Belichick, he's he's proven that he he's able to stop what you do best. So I feel like you know, and I actually you know had a conversation on on our on our uh, on our page yesterday with Deontay. and he he stated you know he feels like somebody he he's not sure if he believes in the Chiefs just yet. It's, they're going to figure out. All right, you know, let's not press these receivers. Let's play off because this guy is going to. He can. He can let this ball go. So, 
Um, and Tyreek Hill can run. So, but I feel like Kansas. I feel like Kansas City is going to get it done. I'm. I, I. They haven't shown me anything that makes me pause for concern. And they they played against a Jaguars defense that is far more superior than New England's is. Um, and and they got it done. Um, and they they did it without you know Mahomes having that. Oh my goodness! Another you know splendid, splendid, fantastic week. He he just won the football game. So I, I'm I think that uh, Kansas City goes in there and, and they uh, they pull it off. Well, if you remember Week One last year, Kansas City went into Foxborough and welcome to the Kareem Hunt show. Yeah, that was that young man took off forty two twenty seven. So not only a win but a stomp. We're here <laughs> uh, when you know I, I thought, and this is a guy we keep coming back to, and obviously there's storylines that keep themselves running in the NFL for quite some time. But uh, Jay Glazer on the Fox pregame this week had said that the Seahawks and Chiefs have been talking about an Earl Thomas trade. So we're sitting here talking about the Chiefs' defense being a little suspect. You're making a face, but, uh, you know, Eric Berry still hurt. Uh, but if ultimately Earl Thomas did make his way to Kansas City and Eric Berry and Earl Thomas were the safeties in Kansas City, all of a sudden that's a whole different kind of looking defense. Okay. If, if that was the case, because I, I thought you were, you know, leaning toward, you know, getting rid of Eric for. Oh, for no, Earl, no, no, like, no, 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 absolutely. No, you don't get rid of one all pro for another yeah, all pro nah. just to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I think Kansas City can go in there and do it. Obviously, they've shown that they can. Andy Reid has done some magnificent things with that offense, creative things with that offense, uh, showing that speed kills right yeah. now. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs are showing you that speed kills, which is something that suddenly is in addition to the Patriots offense. And I noticed it last week, not only because of the return of Julian Edelman, but Josh Gordon had a little bit of that. There's, I'll, I'll say it like this. That ball that he threw, that Tom Brady threw to Josh Gordon, had a ton of time. I think he had six or seven seconds mm -hmm. back there in the pocket to yeah. throw it. I don't think if Josh Gordon's not on the roster, he's throwing that pass to anybody else because Rob Gronkowski's not going to run that down. You know, Chris, while while they're received, while Edelman's a player, they they've got guys. Hogan's a player. None of those guys would be. None of what? those guys are Josh Gordon. And all of a sudden. He's only been there a couple of weeks, and he hasn't had a, a nine-catch game for 150 and two touchdowns or anything like that. But you get a little bit of that Randy Moss effect because yep. Gordon broke off his route, found an open spot, split two defenders, and made a catch that I don't think Tom Brady throws to any other receiver on the roster. So all of a sudden, that, that Patriots team that has a history of starting off a little slow, maybe Bill Belichick doesn't want to show all of his cards, now has a new dynamic threat at wide receiver to go with their guy that's been away for the first four games of the season. Mm -hmm. They looked pretty good last week. Is this where the Patriots kind of start to get that run on momentum? So I'll ask you outright right now, uh, Patriots three-point favorites at home against the Chiefs. Are you, are you taking Patriots and you're taking Chiefs, Chris? As much as I, tough, um, as much as I said I don't see it happening, I think the Chiefs can pull off the offset. When – the only thing that had to sold me on Patrick Mahomes was that Monday night game in Denver. Some You will see if some quarterbacks have it, some quarterbacks don't. Everybody was wondering when is Patrick Mahomes going to get down and be able to rally his team to victory. The guy was getting chased down by Von Miller, and he threw a perfect left-handed pass to Tariq Hill to keep the drive going. That showed me that Patrick Mahomes has that it factor that very few quarterbacks in between have that anybody else in the league. I think – I think the Chiefs can pull up the upset. Do I see it happening? No, but I it's just a gut feeling pick. Okay, so if he likes Patriots, where you at? 
Yeah, I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got Kansas City with the upset. I, I mean, for those reasons as well. You know, like I said, it, it just seems like he's he's so mature for where he is right now. Um, and, and like I said, you know, you think about the the game that they just played against Jacksonville, where Tyreek Hill was basically taken out of the game. I mean, he he had one what the one catch on uh, on, on Ramsey that. It was just kind of like, okay, well, everybody gets a one-off. But other than that, it was pretty a pretty pedestrian game for Tariq. And he still was able to go in there and win, like, without one of his biggest weapons or major weapons. So, I'm sorry. I just I have, a, I have this weird feeling that Kansas City is going to do it. Uh, not to mention the Sunday night football game last year where Tariq Hill went off. There was no Dante Hightower to go after the, the Tariq Hill or Alex Smith. He's back and – that Patriots defense is starting to slowly pick up steam, as we saw last week on Thursday night against the Colts. Yeah, if, if the Patriots win, I won't be surprised. But I just, I, this, I feel like this just seems take it. this just seems to have all the makings of one of these teams make a statement. I don't know who it is, mm. but I think somebody went, that score last year was forty two twenty seven. I think one of these teams make a statement. I think all of a sudden that Josh Gordon effect. With you listen, you just said, and I feel like Belichick is reminding them what they did last year oh yeah like he's like y'all remember we're not you know <laughs> we're not going out like that again so i think it's gonna be a, a really tough game i think it's gonna be close and i, I just feel like like you said the, the speed and the, the athleticism on kansas city right now i just i don't know i have a feeling they, they they pull it out i like new england at home i think now is the time it's always that mediocre aver- I mean they've had great starts the Patriots have but it always seems like they're lying in the weeds and then they rattle off six seven eight nine yeah. ten wins in a row yeah. and I think last week uh, that Colts game was a bit of a statement you got two of your well you've got one wide receiver back who you've already got a great history with and you've got another one that's got you feeling froggy enough to leap and throw up a ball in a double coverage and let you go get it so, that was so great. Uh, not to mention Sonny Michelle's picking up great. as well Sonny right. is definitely yes. playing well he's playing well yeah but that just to see Tom Brady, like you could see, he's like, "I'm just gonna throw it and see what happens." And it was just vintage Josh Gordon. You're like, "Yeah." And you know what's so you <laughs> yeah. know you know what's so tough about plays like that is, as an offensive player, as a fan watching the game, depending mm-hmm. on who your team is, mm-hmm. that throw is either the bench this guy throw, <laughs> or that throw is the here we go throw. Mm-hmm. And as an offensive player. There's nothing more that you want as a quarterback than a guy that you feel like, all right, I can throw this ball up and 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 at least this guy's going to compete. I don't think it's going to get picked. And as a wide receiver, your thing is put it up there anywhere and let me go ahead and get it. Yeah. So if Josh Gordon is starting to get confidence in that offense and Tom Brady already has confidence in him in that offense. Yeah. With, with Gronkowski, with Edelman. Brady's going to play till he's 94 years old. I'll never forget, and you, you hit the nail on the head because I'll never forget. I was watching. I can't remember which Pro Bowl it was, but Matt Ryan threw a touchdown to Megatron where he just kind of just threw it up, and Megatron, he lost two people, and Matt Ryan goes to the sideline. He's like, dude, like I don't have <laughs> yeah, to. I yeah. didn't have to do anything. I just yeah. put it in the air. He's just. <laughs> But, in the same, but 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 to the point that I was making earlier, where as a fan, then you look at Matt Stafford's career and everybody for a long time said, OK, well, Matt Stafford just throws the ball up to Calvin Johnson and hopes for the best. So <laughs> it goes it goes both ways. But when yeah. you're a Hall of Fame quarterback and you know the time to do it, and you know, the guy to do it with. 
uh, you know, that certainly obviously plays a factor in your success. So we're taking a look at some other games here, uh, uh, breaking down the schedule. One of the games that uh, I thought the point spread is a little curious to me is Carolina at Washington. Washington, a one-point favorite at home against Carolina. Carolina, obviously the dramatic win a la the Eagles against the Giants last year. Maybe this is when Carolina gets on their own magical run, kicking a 63-yard field goal by Graham Gano to win that game. But Washington obviously didn't show a whole lot on the road against New Orleans. Carolina seems to have a whole lot of momentum right now. Washington it seems to always just be that team that's just like Washington. They, they just kind of sit in that middle of the pack and never seem to be too bad to get the good draft picks and never seem to be too good to make a consistent run. So I like Carolina to go on the road. Washington uh, at home, a one-point favorite. I like Carolina to win that one outright. How about you, Avery? What do you got? I've got uh, Indy <laughs> at the Jets. I feel like Indy's – listen – I feel like Indy's going to stomp the Jets. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a blowout. Well, we're we're in. Did you say we're in Indianapolis or we're in New York? They're in New York. In New York, so New York's favored a little bit better at home. Yeah. Uh, I like Indianapolis too. I think they're a team that's starting to wake up. They're a young team. They're hungry. They've been competitive certainly. Mm-hmm. The Patriots they could have sat in the corner at halftime last week and not come out and done anything. Came back out, at least made it a fight in yeah. New England. Uh, so I, I wouldn't disagree with that I one. I like Indianapolis. The um, game that interests me is um, the Chargers going to Cleveland. I got Cleveland in this. I think. Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I take. Yeah, I think Cleveland is finally understanding how to win. And Baker Mayfield. He, uh, I talked about earlier about Patrick Mahomes. Some guys have, but some guys don't. Baker has that. Um, him, Carlos Hyde. Um, Duke Johnson out the backfield. Nick Chubb, um, he had a, a lot of explosive runs in that Oakland game. Jarvis Landry, Higgins, Callaway. They have a lot of offensive talent. I think Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson are like the perfect foil for Baker Mayfield to become a better quarterback than what the Browns have had in years past. And plus that defense is really starting to come along. Um, I like the Chargers. I picked them to win the AFC West, but – I'm in love with Cleveland a lot more in this game than I do with the Chargers. I think this is a very interesting game and one that I'm really excited to watch this weekend. But you made a point about Cleveland's game against Oakland. This isn't Oakland. So they're not going to put up 42 points. Uh, but in, in the same respect, that defense that we thought was great gave up 45 yeah. to Oakland. In a game that the Browns should have won, that fumble was a fumble, not fumble, fumble. But uh, it's a game that they should have won. They but marked him. Yeah, they marked um, what was Carlos was Hyde saying, yeah. down yeah. a lard yard shorter was, than what it was. Man, yeah. come on. So the Chargers, I think, just have a little bit. There's, I, I think you're right. I think Cleveland's trending in the right direction. I just think the Chargers have a little bit more established and a little more firepower than than what I've seen in Cleveland for the most part. They won a clunker of an overtime game last week against – how does that ball go through the uprights, by the way? I mean, literally, it looked like somebody threw it on a rope through the uprights. Fun fact, I told you guys this a little while ago. Cleveland is the only team they've, – they've won and lost and tied every possible way you can in the NFL. They've tied a game, they've won and lost a game in overtime, and they've won and lost a game in regulation. So mm. they have literally given you every possible outcome you could <laughs> – well, maybe not every possible outcome you could want if you're a Cleveland fan, but have given you every possible outcome <laughs> as an NFL fan. So uh, I, I kind of like the Chargers to go into Cleveland this week and take care of business. But a uh, new segment that I'm actually pretty excited to spring on you guys here. So we, we've had the chance to talk about it a little bit, but – but I'm very much a shoot from the hip and want to know what you're thinking without knowing what you're thinking kind of guy. So I'm going to come at you here. Uh, Tyler, can we go ahead and just real quick get a, a quick little buzzer sound from you so we know where this is going? So everybody, can... Okay. So we are going to talk, call this 
10 minutes of takes. For the next 10 minutes, I'm going to throw some takes at you guys. Find out what your modus operandi is right here. Try to figure out where your guys' heads are at. And maybe try to squeeze a take or two out of you that you didn't even know you had in there. <laughs> so if mm -hmm. you disagree with the take, I want you to throw your hand up and hit that buzzer. When you do, we're going to discuss it. Otherwise, we're just going to let it roll because that means we probably all agree on what's happening in the mm -hmm. moment. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Just a, an easy one, a softball. I'll throw it up in the air to get started here. Ten minutes of takes. The Arizona Cardinals pick number one in the draft. Woo! Chris, go ahead. I'm going to disagree. I think they'll pick second. I have Oakland picking number one overall. So you have Arizona winning at least a game, maybe two. So what, what is the so what is Oakland's record going to be at the end of the year, and what is Arizona's record going to be at the end of the year? Oakland's only win so far against Cleveland. Arizona... Sputtering around. Oakland three and thirteen. Arizona four and twelve. Oh, you got Arizona winning four games. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hmm. Next hot take: Drew Brees will play in another Super Bowl before he retires. As magnificent that Monday night game was, I don't see Drew Brees even getting out, even going to another NFC title game. Whoa. I mean, I think we can agree I, he's got a couple of years left, I right? Was say he's got two. That and the fact that their offense, I mean, it's really good. We know we know what Sean Payton can do. And that defense is, is playing well. I mean, in the NFC South, it's such a strong division that if they if they can get out of their division, if they can win their division, I mean, they they've gotta be people I mean, there were rumors that people were saying like if the Saints would have won that game, they would have been in the Super Bowl last year. They would have beaten the Eagles and yada, yada, yada. So, obviously, that's all, you know, speculation. But the way they were playing, I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel no. like, you know, it's a possibility. Listen, um, the, the Rams are, to me, still the best team in the NFC by a significant margin. Jared Goff is playing at a ridiculous level. Todd Gurley and company. Then, more importantly, their their defense. They're still trying to work back and injure Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters back. Mm -hmm. And I'm even going to go straight further. I think Chicago has looked a lot better than the Saints this year as well. That defense is absolutely the monsters of the midway is working its way back. Khalil Mack has made a team that was just a borderline like playoff team, like a like an eight and eight, nine and seven team, into a perennial playoff contender. And if Mr. Bisky is the next Drew Brees, like you say it is then I don't see Drew Brees getting back to another Super Bowl. I agree that the NFC is wide open. I, I agree that it's, it's going to be tough. However, I, they play in arguably the toughest division of football. Yeah, so if they're they going to beat each other up. And that's what I'm saying. If they can make it out of there, then they, they're going to be battle-tested is my point. And then you, you've got a veteran quarterback as opposed to you've got two young quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky that you just that you just talked about. He's proven that he can win in the playoffs. He's proven that he can win you a Super Bowl. So I don't – I don't disagree that it, I I don't think that it's a it's an issue to say he can possibly play in another Super Bowl. So I think he I honestly I the think the only way I can see Drew Brees pulling that off for another Super Bowl if the if they have home field advantage throughout the entire NFC. Outside of that, I don't trust Drew Brees and the Saints going on the road and trying to get to a Super Bowl then. Because we've seen how the Saints operate on the road. They lost to a seven and nine team in Seattle. Then after that they, they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. They missed the playoffs for the last three years, and we saw last year they got blown out by Minnesota in that one half, and then after that, that miracle throw to Stephon, 
to Stefan Diggs. Okay, so I, I guess my argument to you would be this, is nobody in the NFC East right now has really shown their stuff. Uh, Chicago in the NFC North lost the game already to Green Bay, hasn't played Minnesota yet, so they still have to show that they can beat the teams that are the teams to beat in the NFC in their North. Division. The Rams lost in the wild card round last year at home against the Falcons. Is there any... I'm not saying home field advantage for a team in general, but is there any worse draw if you're a defense in the NFC than going to have to play Drew Brees in the Superdome? And nobody's mentioned Kamara's name yet. That's what, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. The, that's why I said the offense. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Mark Ingram who came back and, and ran for two touchdowns. You've got Michael Thomas who is doing phenomenal things right now. You've got Drew Brees throwing, the, throwing him the ball. You got Sean Payton calling the plays. The offense, we know they're going to be able to put up points, and their defense is just getting better. They were young, and they're getting better. Like, I just – to me, it's, it's it's foolish to say, you know, to not think that it's a possibility that Drew Brees get back. To I'm not saying it's not a possibility. I just think that the teams that are presented now, like like the Rams, the Bears, I think Philadelphia can still pick it up. I, the Rams are letting up like 30-something points a game. Yeah, but you're also talking about a Saints team that gave up 48 to Tampa Bay. That's true, but you know, I just feel like okay, with, so like, with uh, the talent that uh, so, the Rams have on okay, their yeah, wait, 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 wait. Being that Chris disagreed, being that Chris disagreed with the whole not not even this season, next season, whatever season it is, who represents the NFC in the Super Bowl this year? Right now, the way you see it, as of right now, I it, I'd be foolish to not say the Rams right now. Okay, which leads me to my next question: Ten minutes of takes. The Patriots get to the Super Bowl before the undefeated Chiefs or the undefeated Rams. I'm talking about in history. So right now the Patriots, an older team, Tom Brady, on the latter part of his career, Kansas City, L.A., the hot teams in the league, the Patriots make a Super Bowl again before the Rams or the Chiefs do. <laughs> Both of you, this is like the last <laughs> round in Jeopardy where like the music is playing in the background. So, So then you would agree, the Patriots... Make a Super Bowl before the Chiefs or Rams do, but you're so then you're basically Chris saying that it's a Patriots, Rams Super Bowl right now in essence in your mind. You know I'm going to disagree. Okay, there oh, we go. Oh, All right, snap. now we're getting some takes. Uh -oh. Look, uh, my Super Bowl pick from the AFC was still the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm still going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars. So right now I'm going to go on record. Obviously, records change throughout the season. It's going to be the Rams and the Jaguars in the Super Bowl this year. Mark that down. Week six. You heard Leonard it here first, folks. Listen, Leonard Fournette's nursing a hamstring injury. He's going to come back. That defense is eventually going to pick up, and I think Blake Bortles is going to do just enough in December, in January, to get them to the play. Did yeah, you like throwing footballs off people's helmets. Yeah, did you see Blake Bortles did not have the nicest game against Kansas City, who could be a team that represents the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. I mean, not not even like a bad game. Like he had like a dog. Where are you looking? Kind of. He is he is Jekyll and Hyde, man. He yeah. is either Alex Smith or he is the opposite of Alex Smith. He he just is <laughs> is just throwing or balls he's to nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Blake Blake Bortles. Bortles. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, ten minutes of takes. The Eagles are actually going to take on the Jaguars in London on mm -hmm. Week Eight. The Eagles' number one running back in London weekend, week eight, is Corey Clement. We're in agreement. Yeah. We're in agreement. All right, so all these rumors about the Eagles making a trade. Corey Clement's the running back starting for the Eagles week eight against Jacksonville. Okay, that's a trade deadline, too. 
We just talked about him. Blake Bortles is the Jaguars quarterback in 2020. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think Blake Bortles, I think, personally, I feel like if they don't make the Super Bowl this year, he's gone next year. So you basically just think Blake Bortles has Blake Bortles enough to this point that it's like, all right, we got to move on. We've got a team that's in place that can do it for the next few years. We got to get a guy in here who can do it. For sure. And you've got faith in Blake Bortles down there, Chris. Um, the Define faith. Can, well, why would you have a guy be your starting quarterback if you don't think he can take you to the promised land? I mean, think about this. The Saints have Teddy Bridgewater. Do you feel that Teddy Bridgewater would be a better fit in Jacksonville over Blake Bortles? I mean, cause, and they still have Taysom Hill, who – He's, he's an athlete. I like that. Guy. <laughs> I mean, so the Saints got they got some good quarterbacks back there that they, they can, they can move some look that great as a quarterback. In yeah, the no, I know. I, mean, I know. I'm just saying. But preseason, he just yeah, looked yeah. like he looked very. I say, if anything, they'll probably get a quarterback within probably this draft or next draft. Have him sit behind Blake, and when it's time to his contract's up, I think they'll just go with the quarterback they pick. Blake Bortles, quarterback of the Jaguars in 2020. Well, he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, according to Chris, because he's got. So, so okay, so let's get the hot take of all hot takes. Rams, Jaguars, Super Bowl. Who's your winner? Todd Gurley's holding that trophy. Todd Gurley's holding that trophy. Is your MVP? Yes. All right. Heard it here first. 10 minutes it takes. It is the Air It Out podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes, insidethehashes.com. Avery's got that face like we're coming back to this in a couple of weeks. We're going to go ahead and rehash this one out. Uh, InsideTheHashes.com, of course, to get all of your college football information, pro football information, everything that you need to know, everything you want to know, videos, highlights, content, all sorts of good stuff. Go ahead and check it out. For Christopher Thomas, Avery Collins, Tyler Brando, I'm Kevin Crockett saying enjoy week six in the NFL.